Okay, hello everybody, and welcome to special edition show and tell. This one is uh, all the folks from Adafruit, people from the community, people from uh, companies like DigiKey, folks that just coming by to visit, and also it's a CircuitPython theme because today nine nine is CircuitPython Day. Day. Yay! So another yeah. another year we do CircuitPython Day um, every year. Before we get started, I did want to mention something. So for this year. Um, I'm going to put up the little banner real quick. We are dedicating, how do I get this to go forward? Oh, I wonder if, I think I have to back me out. Let me see. But then does my audio go? Huh. Anyways, we're dedicating to Lambda Labs. And they uh, recently, there was a big explosion in Beirut. They have a couple of fundraisers they're doing. They were literally on the scene within a few minutes, hours. So uh, in addition to them being part of our CircuitPython community, um, there's lots of things out there. And um, the fundraiser. they have a fundraiser. So check it out. That is this year. OK. All right, let's first start off with Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. How's it going? Hey, guys. It's Kevin from DigiKey. I love the background. That's great. It's great to see what you guys are doing in Lebanon. Yeah. Very cool. So happy CircuitPython Day. Yeah. I hope everybody had as good of a time as I did today. I it took kind of the afternoon and I went through my drawers and I wanted to see how many boards I had at my desk that were CircuitPython. And I found a total of dun, dun, dun. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, twelve. That's pretty good. Yep, and we all love CircuitPython. We at DigiKey are very happy with it. We like to use it a lot. I have my large clue, which is running a lot of CircuitPython, running over a thousand NeoPixels off of CircuitPython. And the Discord community, if you need help with CircuitPython, that's the only place to go. Yeah. I mean, get, everyone on there is just incredible, and they respond within seconds. So my hat's off go, or my hat goes off to them. They're a great team. And we do have a Python page on maker.io, which is a DigiKey site. So I encourage everybody, if you get a chance, go through and check it out. We have CircuitPython, a lot of the different boards that DigiKey sells from Adafruit, which we sell all of your boards. Uh, so we have kind of a breakdown about what CircuitPython is and different projects and blogs and guides. And this is pretty much all Adafruit content and some of our own content. So anybody that wants to know a little bit more on CircuitPython, besides going to CircuitPython, your page, I think it's circuitpython.org. Definitely check out this page, it's pretty cool. Awesome. Right on, and uh, please send our regards to everyone at DigiKey. DigiKey was um, one of the first companies to catch the wave of Python on hardware and scripting languages, microcontrollers. And I think that's one of the things that when you pick a company to get electronics from, which one of the ones that are looking for the high performance ships, uh, low cost, also uh, able to have them work. So code and examples. And um, I think you can go to digikey.com slash Python and it takes you right to this section. Yes, it does. It goes right yeah. to this page. And so that's a big deal. Try that on all your favorite, or maybe not favorite, um, electronics fly sites and see which ones have a dedicated section <laughs> that has uh, Python-related resources. Um, if you look around the world, the number one programming language is being taught and used and everything. Machine learning and data science has helped push that up. Um, yeah. Uh, and that also means whatever you learn in Python now applies to hardware, too. That's right. So yeah, you know, off to you, too, DigiKey. And the beauty of these boards, which a lot of people on this uh, show and tell know, is you can take some of these boards and start at every age level. I mean, you can work from make code all the way up through Arduino and CircuitPython on the same board. Yeah. it It's really cool how you can stretch the whole gamut of STEM and EDU. Yeah, I think, I think also like, you know, we've talked to big companies that do IoT and they, you know, like to quote them, they say, you know, every year we're like, IoT is going to like reach the masses and every year they're like, it's just too hard. So I think CircuitPython is going to be part of that. Yeah, and just every day there's something new that just blows my mind about what you can do in CircuitPython. Like literally programming this over a thousand NeoPixels is just a couple of lines of code. 
it's just yeah. it's unbelievable the libraries and you know the stuff that your team and other people in the circuit python area has done so yeah. thank you and thank you everybody and as Digi, we love carrying your parts and we love circuit python yes welcome to circuit python day all right thank you so much kevin for being part of another year of circuit python together happy circuit python day happy, happy circuit python day take care everybody all right next up for me for trevor hey, hey trevor how's it What's going up? Pretty good, pretty good. I'm here to show off some stuff, a couple of things. Maybe one thing that's on Second Python, uh, unrelated. Yeah. Uh, so right now, I well, uh, I worked on this app last week. It is a can you this awesome. All right. So basically, what it is, it's sorry. Oh, oh, oh. Anyway. So yeah, so I uh, made this app that displays a sine wave, sound wave, I'm sorry, it's a, a sine sound wave. And right here, I'm able to manipulate it. See. That's cool, so you just adjust it that way. Yeah, so I did that. Uh, and I also made this CircuitPython countdown watch. So it'll count down the days until CircuitPython day. And next also year. next year, next year, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And also, we have these Adafruit stickers. That's right. We have Blinka doing a whole bunch of different other stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty so awesome. on the Apple App Store, you can search for Adafruit stickers, and you can get all your favorite Circuit Python, Blinka characters, and more. Oh yeah, we have plenty, plenty. So yeah, that's why I came uh, to my share. All right. Nice, sweet. Thank you so much, Trev. Happy Circuit Python Day. You too. Okay. All right, next up, we're just going to go through the line down here and go to our team members that are here tonight. And then we have some folks from the community. So let's go to Noam Pedro. Noam Pedro, what you got going on this week? Hello. Hey, guys. Happy Circuit Python Day. Got to represent, have my Circuit Python shirt on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so uh, earlier in the stream with Dan, you had a really cool one on just setting up a project in CircuitPython. We were talking about, oh, man, remember we were sitting at uh, Maker Faire a couple years ago. We were in line for State of Arduino. We were uh, with Scott there, and he was explaining to us what CircuitPython was. He was you know, explaining the USB and it loading like a file drive on your desktop. And as we were talking about that, Massimo walks by and we're like, hey, Massimo. And he's like, you know, ignores us. And you're like, all right, see ya. <laughs> So just funny to you know recap that and be like, oh look where CircuitPython is at now and like all the abilities it has. So this week, of course, it's a CircuitPython based um, uh, thing. So a bunch of STEM up boards that we have. We're celebrating like over fifty now. And Lamar had a good idea of uh, coming up with a really cool Lego co uh, connector set. We came out with a bunch of like feather ones. So you have like different uh, tubes and studs. You can hook these up to different uh, uh, Lego base plates. So she was like, oh, why don't you make a bunch of uh, the different size ones that we have for all the different boards. So we have every single size ones that we have, even a couple of uh, component ones that um, that aren't uh, the stem boards, like the batteries and um, like the switches and a bunch of other like components that can like help make a project. And um, yeah, Lego's become like a universal standard for like connecting. I saw the announcement with the Ikea and then um, they release like some teasers or like partnering partnering up with like Levi's and like Idita. So they're doing a lot of like wearables now too. So yeah. definitely be compatible and ready to go on it if you want to have like wearable like stemma board and feather board projects. So that's what we uh, came up with today, um, bunch of uh, editable files. So they're all in Fusion. You can like look through all of the timeline on how we designed everything. And you can like, you know, if you wanted to have like different studs or different uh, shapes for it, you can edit all that to your heart's content. Nice. All right, this is cool. Um, for a few reasons, there's so many feather wings. It's hard to keep track of the number. It's in the hundreds. It'll eventually yeah. be thousands. Yeah. Feathers. That's also a pretty high number. 150 Circuit Python compatible boards. 50 from Blinka. So um, if you look at, you know, I used to measure time, kind of like you're mentioning Maker Faire, and like how, you know, how many Maker Faires ago, or how many, yeah. how many X months ago. But now we have a couple Circuit Python days under our belt. So this will be interesting to see where we end up next year and all the different things and theme that we've been really focusing on lately too is not only 
how easy it can be with the software, but how easy it can it be with the hardware. So that's where yeah. there's a lot of STEMA stuff now. It's, yes. it's trying well. to apply the same simplicity of CircuitPython for devices. So I think yeah. I think we're getting there. We're, we're getting to, you know, everything we wanted to get to. What if code was a cable? Ah. Code plus cable. <laughs> that's a good tagline. <laughs> And then um, I don't know if you wanted to show like a sneak peek of another sugar Python project that we're working on. Yeah, sure. Uh, got some. Yeah, this is going to be a collab project with Erin St. Blaine. Um, she wanted to make a pair of animatronic wings. So we have two servos here and it's connected to the Adafruit servo feather wing. And it's just running uh, the Feather M4. Uh, so we have CircuitPython running it and I'm using ServoKit library. So really, really simple. It's like three lines of code to, to get uh, cool. two servos to kind of uh, go up and down just to test out the mechanism here. So we'll have, uh, if you want to bring those wings up, we are kind of working on constructing the wings. Uh, we're like cutting it out of uh, this Bristol board using our pre-cut uh, vinyl cutter. So we'll have these mounted to these little pieces here. I think I have it backwards actually, but it's fine. Uh, and then we have um, uh, just a battery here and we're actually using the five volt mini boost uh, so that we can power both of the servos and everything off of, of this uh, 2200 milliamp battery. Uh, so we're gonna uh, make some more, more fluttering goodness. I think the frame frame rate will actually play good. Play into the future, um, not only will people be able to you know change their costume or whatever within a line of code, but whatever we're doing now with Circuit Python um, that's on a standalone device, it'll also be Bluetooth or Wi-Fi and or both down the road too. Yeah, and here's a quick preview of what that looks like put together. Yeah, I'm trying to yeah. sort out. Um, the like, yeah, the way that it's fluttering. Try to have that in like two weeks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right, great. So, so, up soon. Yeah, footage for like X Men Five. Okay. Thank you, Gets Wings. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right. Next up, Katni. Hello, Hello. Katni. Uh -huh. I I took your Code Plus community and we're changing it to Code Plus Cable. That makes me sad. <laughs> code plus cable equals STEM QT. That makes more sense. <laughs> no, so, we already made the banners. We're not going to change them. It's still code plus community. <laughs> right? It's code plus community. I got the tattoo. It's going to stay the same. All right. So uh, what I have today is a NeoPixel ring. Um, it's the uh, 60 mm -hmm. LED ring that comes in four pieces. Yeah. Um, you have to solder it together. And uh, what we did was we made a 3D printed case for it, sort of a diffuser. Mm. Um, I made it super bright so it would heat it up as much as possible because this is actually um, color changing based on heat uh, mm. filament. Um, so you can see where it's heated up, um, where the LEDs are because LEDs are super hot. Yeah. Um, and uh, this is gonna be blinding at this point um, without the diffuser. But uh, what we did was we made it so that the soldering points um, have holes available so that you can uh, allow the wires mm -hmm. to go through. And it just, it sits flat in the, um, in the base. So it's, it's easy to put in there. We actually soldered it um, while it was in the, like in the case upside down. Yeah. Um, because it held the pieces exactly together, which was super handy. Um, but yeah, we wanted to design a diffuser for the for the big ring, and that was what we went with. We still need to make it so that it press fits a little better. It's super easy to pop it out of the um, out of the case right now, um, which we kind of want to avoid. We want it to be able to just sort of snap on and and stick to it. Um, and the code this is running is Circuit Python, as was expected. Um, and it's running the LED animation library, but we added, um, normally if you set one of the comets in a circle, so say on a circuit playground, Blue Fruit or Express, um, it'll go around and then it'll disappear at the, at the end point and then it'll reappear at the beginning. Um, as you can see, once the full rainbow finishes, this is just the rainbow wheel. Um, the comet goes all the way around and, and stays going. Mm. So it's actually a ring mode, if you will, um, <laughs> so that we don't lose our comets because uh, it's sometimes that's the effect you want is you want it to disappear and reappear, but other times you want it to go all the way around. No, it's nice. It's a beautiful effect. 
So that is what I have to show today. All right. Nice work, Cammy. All right. Good work, Cammy. And congratulations on another year of Circuit Python. Happy Circuit Python Day. Happy Circuit Python Day. Thank you. All right. Next up, let's go to Jepler. Hello, Jepler. What you got going on this Hello. week? Hello. Well, this is, I think, the first Circuit Python Day that I'm actually a part of the team. So that's really exciting, and thank you. Uh, but this is a little calculator that I've been working on for about a month now. It has the sharp display that was recently added in the store, and a little hand-designed matrix, and a bunch of wiring, which is part of the aesthetic. Mm -hmm. But now I'm going to show you something that is so awesome that you are not even going to recognize that something magical is happening here. So um, I need I need this. Yeah. So watch this. We're going to enter point 0.1, point 0.2, point 0.3, and point 0.4, and we're going to add them all together. Okay. Plus. Okay. And then we're going to take one, and we're going to subtract it out, and we get zero. Wow. Now that's amazing. Wow. Because that's like usually it's point zero 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 one. <laughs> Exactly. So if we drop into regular circuit python we get exactly that. We get 0.1 plus 0.2 plus 0.3 plus 0.4 minus 1 is 2 times 10 to the negative 7th power because computers normally operate with binary arithmetic. But what I've implemented here in my calculator um, by pardon me, it's the demo bug. Uh, by adapting the library for decimal arithmetic from regular CircuitPython is uh, a lot more precision and the fact that everything is actually carried out in decimal. So like if you take one third, you get this nice long number. So I think this is like uh, 14 digits, whereas CircuitPython is usually doing about seven digits, but it's also purely in decimal. So then if you take two thirds, and add them together, again, you get exactly one. Wow. So I'm working on getting this out as probably a community bundle item. Uh, and this isn't mostly my work. My work was just adapting it to CircuitPython, uh, making it fit within the code space, making it fit with some limitations of uh, the available you know, language constructs. Uh, but you know, it's uh, been a part of CircuitPython, or a part of desktop Python for a very long time, decimal arithmetic with arbitrary precision. It takes a lot of memory. Uh, you lose about 50k of RAM just by importing it. But for a calculator project, it is really cool. All right, nice work, Jeff. Thank you. All right, very, very cool. Happy Circuit Python Day. Yeah, may there be many more. Yep. Okay, next up, we're going to go to Melissa. Hello, Melissa. How are you? What you got going on this week? I have been working on a little library here, uh, and it is uh, it uh, takes the NeoPixels and uh, creates a frame buffer with them. And I'm going to go ahead and change cameras here. Let's see. That should work. OK. And I have it um, showing the, uh, I have it doing a little scrolling demo that I put in here. And uh, it's basically just drawing them out or drawing into the frame buffer and then drawing it out to the NeoPixels and doing it like really rapidly. So it's like drawing the whole thing every single time and it's still going pretty quickly. Nice. How's it going? This is going to be great for all sorts of like cool LED screen projects like Caddy Ball. Yeah. All right. Thank nice you so much, Melissa. Melissa. Yeah. And have a happy Circuit Python Day. Thank you. And All right. Day. Next up, Scott. Hello, Scott. Wait, where's your sunglasses? <laughs> yeah, I thought you might have seen that. I, I just got a new pair. They look pretty cool. I was trying them on. And I can't see. I have the camera. I was tilting my head because they, they're polarized. Yeah. Yeah, totally unrelated. <laughs> All right, look sharp. It's because Circuit Python is so cool. You need shades. I've been streaming a lot today, and I do have the front light, so I was like, "Oh, this is kind of nice." And it's hot in here too. Anyway, <laughs> totally distracted. I'm like not getting. Happy, happy Circuit Python Day! Happy. Your 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 Blinka kid is a monster. I. It's great. 
right? It's just been over four years and it's been so awesome to both see the code and the community grow so much. I was just thinking that in our release notes, we really need a section for all the different ports and what the status of them are. And I was thinking about how we didn't used to need that, right? Like yeah. we had one port and, and the version number and the stability was just for that one port. And it, we're growing and maturing and it's super exciting. And yeah. Okay. So what are you this is show and tell though. Yeah. This is, this is not actually related to CircuitPython kind of. Um, it's more Stemma related actually. Oh yeah. Um, although it's not uh, not Stemma's on each side. I, I thought about doing that and I didn't want to have to route I squared C across. Um, what I'm playing around with is I squared C FPGA stuff. So I do have a CircuitPython library that allows you to uh, load to the mock XOs uh, from CircuitPython. Um, but they're cool chips because uh, they, they're like native loader uh, does I squared C. Mm. Um, so I've been playing around with a kind of Stemma. It's not a Stemma form factor, but it is Stemma compatible um, where you would be able to breadboard it and then you would get eight pins on each side uh, for the FPGA. Um, so that's what we have here. You can see that uh, I have the discrete logic level shifting stuff. And then this is uh, power, you know, five volts potentially down to three. Um, and then this is the FPGA here, um, which is the same one that was used by Tiny FPGA on the uh, AX series, um, the Mox XO2s. And then this connector here is uh, the debug edge that uh, Mark and Nitz and I have been prototyping. Uh, the idea being that it's zero cost to put uh, on a board in a board design. Uh, but if you need access to like SWD or JTAG, um, this is how you can get access to it. Uh, so yeah, I, uh, I haven't laid it fully out. I was trying to decide about all the de decoupling caps that I needed. Um, so I'm playing around with that. But uh, the goal would be that you can have basically a an I squared C device that does whatever you need. Um, and you, so ideally you would have a CircuitPython library that for a specific use of this chip um, that you would be able to just install on CircuitPython, it would load it onto the FPGA and then you just use it like any other I squared C device, um, any other Stemma device, uh, but you could actually distribute the different things that you could do with it. Um, so that's uh, my current hardware project. I'm looking forward to using it also uh, for like all the old electronics that I've got, um, where like they have very potentially wide data buses and things and FPGAs are really great for those cases. Yeah. Um, so this is my first foray into, you know, this is true multiprocessing, right? Like, or, or concurrency is that you have another chip that's doing the thing that you need it to do. Um, so I, I'm pretty excited about this. I think it's going to be pretty neat and a uh, low cost way to get into FPGAs. All right. Nice. All right. And then um, before we go, so we'll see you at 8 p.m. tonight. Yes. Special edition Ask an Engineer. It'll be in this format, similar where we have a lot of the team members. But um, yep. this is uh, your poster. The, we have a few of these for the team. So this is uh, hot off the press, literally. So this is the CircuitPython 6 poster. Awesome. Yeah, I uh, I saw the post that Dan did for Alpha 3, and he had that banner, and I was like, that looks really nice. Yeah, one of the it things looks really cool with CircuitPython is you remember back in the day, there was like box art, like every version of Mac OS or Windows had this like, you know, cool illustration. Um, so we wanted to have a theme for each one. So this one, if you look really close. Claris. <laughs> yeah, well, if you look really close, there's a little battery, and there's a clock, and you know, we have little hidden things here in cloud. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember when we first got the image, the image was like really big in the email. So none of us were, we, me and somebody else were like, where's the six? Yeah. We don't understand where the six is. Zoom, and then yeah. you were like, well, if you shrink it down, you can clearly see it. And it was yeah, like, zoom out. Otherwise, oh, yeah. Otherwise, done it. And it's kind of like this guy that we see on the news right now, too. So it's a little. Yeah. yeah like that's why it's so hot in here is I have the window closed. It's not orange like it is in California or California and Oregon, but it is smoky enough that they warn you to like not go not go out and exercise. Um, because we have wildfire smoke as well here. All right. Well thank you so Hi, much. Thanks, Scott. Yeah. We'll yeah, I'm excited. Oh go ahead. 
I was going to say, I'm excited for our conversation tonight. As I was saying on my deep dive, I don't actually know what we're going to talk about, so I'm pretty excited. That's right. Well, I'll probably ask questions. Well, Phil, about... Phil is a, an excellent journalist. Yeah. I don't know about that, but I'll probably ask some questions about CircuitPython. Mostly, a lot of people always want to know what's ahead or what things that we want to do. Um, sometimes some decisions we make, and a lot of it is just like, how often do you get to just hear a core team who's working on something that obviously, if right. you the trajectory, um, you know, eventually millions of people are going to be using this. It seems to be a fact. Um, so you get an early view of like a lot of what's going on and where we came from with this. I, I did mention the idea of a modern day C64 to people on the stream earlier, and I got a lot of people chiming in. I think I hit a chord with them. So maybe yeah. we'll work towards that foundation. Okay. All right. We'll save that up. We're going to see you in just a few minutes. Teaser. Thanks, Scott. All Thank right. you. Next up, JP. How's it going, JP? Uh, hey, it's going well. Uh, I was just here uh, pulling down some Halloween stuff off of the shelf, including my uh, little friend, the fish here that, that we made last year, uh, yeah. using our monster mask eyes in there. Uh, and the reason is because I feel like, in my bones, I feel like Halloween is coming soon. Um, it feels like it's a month off or something, but I'm actually terrible at that. Everything feels like it's roughly a month off. Well, you know what uh, it is. To solve this with some greater accuracy, I've got a project uh, that I'm working on, which it's is going to show us the uh, the countdown to Halloween. So it's it's actually I think 53 days and 32 minutes if you uh, if you count Halloween as starting at 5 p.m., which was uh, yeah. what, what uh, Melissa came up with. This is some code that Melissa made. I uh, created these graphics, and uh, we've got the time coming from the internet from Adafruit I/O, so it's accurate. And look, it's a spooky ghost. Uh, and that's going to keep me on track for Halloween. So now I know, 53 hours and, and uh, a few minutes, and, and we're, we're almost there. Countdown. Countdown. So that's going to be um, on my live stream tomorrow. I'll be going over some of the details of that. And uh, that's all Circuit Python, uh, which I thought would be appropriate to mention, this being yeah. Circuit Python Day. I decided not to write it on a pick processor or something. Uh, and then uh, another project, actually, that I'll show briefly, this was something I showed on my new product pick of the week show on Tuesday is this cute little uh, Stemma QT uh, screen that we have here, a little OLED. And I decided to Lego it up with some of those Ruiz Brothers uh, mounts. And I built uh, some little mounts for these potentiometers so I could do some fun uh, sliding around of those okay. graphics there. Uh, mm -hmm. And some buttons that allow me to change the uh, uh, thing that it's showing to the pressure sensor barometric sensor there, a little stemma, and I can also change the scale. Um, but mostly I'm excited about the Legos because that's a lot of fun to construct. Fun. Yeah, to make a little control case. Otherwise, right. hanging all over your desk. It be, yeah, it would be this umbilical thing of stemma stuff. So this is, I think, a, a really um, cool thing to consider adding to your to your uh, stemma boards is some of these Lego parts that the Ruiz brothers uh, have posted that you can 3D print. So those are those are a couple of my circuit Python-y things going on today. Nice. Okay, well, excellent work and happy CircuitPython Day. Thank you, JP, for, um, I think if folks look at your shows, you can see how we we had to spend a lot of time in the past when we did a project on getting people up to speed with like our C++ yeah. C code with Arduino. Oh, soldering, it's a lot of soldering. Yeah, and now I think there's a, it, just speaking of Lego, it's very more, it, yeah. it's, it's more Lego-like, like the, the code is just as easy to block together in some ways as yeah. the, the, the hardware, especially when you don't have to solder. So you can get started really fast. You can do that Lego project that you did, and then you can go all the way down like component level, put on a permit proto. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's neat because a lot of your projects, you see, you seem to be able to get further faster now. Yeah, I agree. This stuff, you're not like, okay, let's download this thing. Like, Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And I think even just the um, concept of doing multiple things at once and returning to things, the fact that I can pick something up and read the code right off the board in a text editor, actually it, it has a bigger impact than you might think versus trying to discover what Arduino code uh, I have somewhere that compiles onto a board. Now it's not as much of a mystery when I pick up a few different projects that are in progress. I, I kind of immediately know what's happening with them, which is a yeah, nice pop them of into it. a computer and it shows up as a USB drive and then like- Helpful, yep. Yeah, for, and you know, for the educators out there, um, you know, we do weekly live shows to a bunch of people. It's pretty much like that for educators. You're doing a week, you know, a, yeah. a daily show for a bunch of kids. And so yeah. you, you have to be able to quickly put these things together. I think that's why we're seeing a lot of educators 
um, who've already moved to Python yeah. for other reasons, but now hardware is part of that. So Yeah, it's true. You know, I've, I've taught hardware um, seminars before using Arduino. I've never had a chance to do one in CircuitPython, but there was so much setup time wasted at the beginning of like a two hour, three hour session of just trying to get people to compile uh, mm -hmm. their, their projects and um, uh, uh, sort of editing and, and uh, debugging code that I, I'm kind of curious to go back and revisit some of those projects nowadays with CircuitPython. Yeah. Uh, like you might jump into the meat of it a little quicker, which would be I nice. I think with remote learning too, you, you don't know what setup people are gonna have, but you can always assume that there is a way to edit text. Yeah. And that's one of the things that no matter what operating system, Usually things can be operational over USB right. and a text editor. Well, I'll tell you what, and this might be uh, not the best way to do things, but right before I started here, this uh, this ghost here, that ghost actually chews up a bunch of current because um, it's a lot of white pixels. And I wanted to use a lower um, uh, power, power supply. And so I literally opened that BMP file into Photoshop directly from my Metro uh, Python device dumped the levels down on the white, hit save, and was like, yeah, that's good. And then I then I kind of put it somewhere else for safekeeping. But it's not just text. Like if you're using sound files and yeah. image files, you can actually, you know, treat these things like a little thumb drive and go in and edit them directly, which it's uh, again, it's really hard to imagine doing that where you were compiling header files and stuff using conversion software. The the direct access of it is so nice for uh, iterating for you know, especially for creative iteration, I think um, that I can go and tweak stuff and get almost immediate results. Is I love it, and it has. I definitely feel like it's contributed to um, an improvement in the quality of what I do and speed with which I can do it. And more projects. More projects. Right, cool. All right, nice. Thank you so much, JP, yeah, and happy Python so day. Awesome. Python day. Okay, Liz. All right, Liz, how are you doing? Happy Circuit Python Day. How are you? Hey, how's it going? Happy Circuit Python Day. Hello. Um, so I'm going to hey. share my screen. Um, so I have a circuit Python project here. Um, so I think we all get by with a little help from our friends. Uh, and so with my robot friends that I've been having, uh, built up with the music stuff, uh, I wanted to create this like kind of melody generator, uh, so that I could have the synths play on their own without me necessarily having to press keys. Uh, so if I press this switch here, can hear a synth going behind me. So this is, uh, you can see on this uh, Stemma uh, display here, showing BPM, uh, the key that's playing in, and then the mode uh, and on the beat. So I can go into different modes, do some major triads, minor triads, fifths, sound a little Bach, and then random, which just plays all different notes in the key. Uh, and you can also go to any of the keys you want. Um, a sharp or B flat is nice. Uh, but then you can also go to eighth notes, sixteenth notes, or random on that too. And you can also just BPM. Uh, so yeah, little thing. Uh, all in CircuitPython. She's using some pots uh, and mapping the, the values. And yeah. And oh, and uh, Blinka slithers along to the beat, uh, depending on what's happening. Yeah, yeah okay. I was going to animation. Thank you. Yeah. So that's what I've been working on. All right. Well, thank you so much, Liz. And thanks for being with us another CircuitPython day and um, all your projects at CircuitPython. Um, one of the things that we'll probably talk about in our 8 p.m. later yeah. is, uh, you know, why is, uh, why is it fun to do some types of programming? Um, Python, lots of reasons, lots of science, lots of engineering, lots of like machine learning. But with CircuitPython, you kind of get in the art side of programming, like whether you like it or not, which yeah. is really good. So you well, can you're, start to you're not see. messing with like the details, you just get straight to the creative thing you want to do. Yeah, like light and sound, you get going really fast from storing the media itself to being able to do things like what Liz did. So thank yeah. you, Liz, for um, really showcasing the, you know, a lot, of, a lot of times we see kids that when they're learning to program, they end up just looking at a terminal and like, right. it's okay, but like you can only hold on to that for so long. You're competing with so many other more interesting things that aren't a terminal, yeah. um, but you can use terminal for all this stuff. So it's neat that you're, you've been able to combine, like last week is party parrot. This year is yes. 
or this this week is um, you know a musical skill. Yeah, and for me, I learn um, really hands-on. So when I tried to do coding before, it always just went totally over my head just because it felt too abstract. So being able to like code something and then I turn the pot and it does what I've put into the code, like it just really it it meshes well with my brain. And CircuitPython has just made that so much easier, especially like MIDI stuff. Like think back how it used to be to try to get that up and running. Like it just super awesome. So thank you and all you're doing and the hardware. Like it's just, it's a true pleasure to play with. Yay. Okay, right on. Well, we'll see you later. And once again, have a happy Circuit Python day. Happy Circuit Python day. Bye. All right, we're gonna, we're gonna go over to Colin. Hey, Colin. Speaking of musical stylings. How's it going, right? Yeah, well, a little bit on that end, more on the code end of that thing, which is all part of the equation, as you so eloquently uh, proposed there. Uh, this guy, I was just posting code on the GitHubs for this uh, little naked step sequencer thing that I put up, uh, that I shared here a couple of weeks ago. And uh, posting that CircuitPython code, and I wanted to say, happy CircuitPython day to you. Because this was really quick and really easy. And yeah, I know. I'm saying what was just said, but it's true. And I threw it together in like, I think it was like under two hours. I wrote this code for something that uh, was unfinished in the past that I dug up and it gave my mind closure. <laughs> so, so you know, it's all about the internal. It's all about emotions. You closure today. Back, so, uh, so yeah, so I posted this up on, it's on my GitHub, GitHub Colin Cunningham right now, if you need it, if that's handy. And uh, yeah, thank you. And, and a happy day, happy snake day. Happy Sunday. All right. Thank you so much, Colin. Happy Circuit Sunday. Thank you, Colin. All right. Next Good up. Good closure there. Yeah. Next up, we're going to go to Seth, and then I'll uh, help get folks ready. So we're going to go to Seth and Brown Dog Gadgets and Mark and Duke. So hello, Seth. Happy hey, Circuit Python Sunday. Hey, everybody. Uh, so today I uh, I made a big announcement, and it actually got retweeted by the uh, Adafruit uh, Twitter, which is actually pretty cool. Hey. Um, so last week I had mentioned that I was, uh, I was finally launching my own little hobby electronics company because, uh, you know, I was inspired by everything you guys say. If, if, if you guys can do it in New York, women own majority with it, with, you know, without loans, without BC. Yeah, we can do it. Can do it. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah, so, this is really hard. We can do it. You can do it. So I, I took the first step, um, the other week, last week, and I launched this little, this little module here, it's its really simple. It's just a, a, a digital, uh, digitally controllable load switch. So people with like, you know, if they have, I, th I think it's up to like six volts, they can um, quickly add low power capabilities to their project. And I wrote a little uh, tutorial in um, Arduino and CircuitPython. And I was like, okay, well, the, the momentum's going. So today I, want, or I announced that I'm gonna be bringing um, a, a circuit Python compatible SAMD uh, 21 uh, board, which I know is a uh, a, a big favorite because it, you know, it it's so easy to get going onto it. So they're little uh, little sapling boards, and I'm going to share. I've got um, a little 3D rendering of it. Um, let me see if it'll pull up for me. Yeah, um, I've still got to add a few parts to it, but. Uh, so it's just a cute little board. Okay. Um, uh, cute. It's going to have, uh, you know, I squared, I squared C and SPI. And, um, I was even thinking I was going to add, um, a Stemma connector on it. Cause you know, it, it's just such an easy way to go on it. And, uh, so my company is called Oak development technology. So I'm starting with, uh, my line of microcontrollers, like the little ones, with 12 pins, 12 pins or less called saplings. So this yeah. one's a CP sapling, so it'll be uh, CircuitPython compatible since it's got that uh, CMD21 uh, board on it. And um, I'm hoping to have that uh, by late October to have uh, them start up for sale. Yay. And then um, the last time I was here, I talked about a um, an FPGA board and an ICE40 Ultra board that was on a feather. 
And so I'd actually been talking to Scott because he has his library for programming uh, FPGAs. And it says I squared C, but um, it, just a little bit more work to get it to do over SPI. So uh, hopefully once I get that uh, the new boards in with the fixed power supply issues, then I'll be able to uh, work with Scott to get the uh, SPI uh, programming part of it set up so people can have even more ways to use FPGAs and have a little system on a feather. Right. So. Well, congratulations. Right. Congrats, Seth. I like the brand architecture. You have oak and you have saplings. You got you got a bunch Ooh, that branding. you can do with that. Oh yeah, and, and these uh these ones are I'm calling them acorns because they're tiny yeah. little tiny little breakouts, and it's just it's such a cute yeah, little name to go for it. Squirrels. You get a, there's a whole bunch of things that you're going to be able to do. And yeah. uh, you know, one of the things that we don't talk about that often in the CircuitPython world, um, because you just kind of see it and you 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 think it's known is we built all this so people can run businesses. You can make something compatible. You don't have to talk to us, but there's a community you can, and there's all sorts of benefits with that. But there's open standards. It's based on something that is open source. Um, you can get spun up really fast with a VID PID all sorts of things that you can do right away. And then when you're ready, you can get it added to CircuitPython. Yeah, we, downloads. We'll, like, we'll create the downloads. You don't have to worry about version management. We'll do that for you. It's all Yeah. And one thing that Arturo, who's just started Solder Party, mentioned when um, he launched his company is every time there's a CircuitPython update, all the firmware is already built. So everyone gets those features in an existing hardware product. So you can keep designing hardware, not necessarily have to worry about managing up to a few thousand firmware builds because there's yeah. multiple languages too. Yeah, and uh, you know because it, you know you guys have already made a bunch of uh, the boards based off the SAMD21. That's just going to be really easy for people yeah. to yeah. get up and going too, which I think is just going to make it even easier for people to get in on CircuitPython. So. All right. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Seth. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Happy CircuitPython Day. Happy CircuitPython Day. All right. Next up, we're going to go to Brown. Dog Gadgets, and then we're going to mark and then Duke. Hello, Brown Dog Gadgets. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Good. Great. Happy Circuit Python Day. Happy Circuit Python Day to you. Uh, we put together a, a fun project today to show off because uh, it's we're all stuck inside, so we thought we'd bring a little bit of inside or outside inside. There we go. Uh, we made an automatic bubble blower using one of the clues uh, you guys were so nice to send us. Uh, and we press a little button, and it blows bubbles. And actually, we have a little video to show it even even better detail. So there we go. Okay. So here's it actually blowing bubbles. Now, this we're using a, a, a micro bit on this one, but we redid the project to use the clue because we, we're working on a, a, a fun breakout board that connects Lego to micro bit or the clue. And it's so nice that the clue is compatible with all the micro bit stuff. So uh, oh, uh, thanks, Pete. Yeah. Uh, Pete's here with me. Pete's a uh, Pete's also messing around on the computer next door. I write Circuit Python. That's he does. Name. He actually wrote the code for this, but it's a fun little guy. So we have a built-in. Um, <laughs> we have a little relay on this board here, which we're using to power this wonderful motor, uh, and we fill this up with bubble uh, liquid and uh, a nice little Lego compatible servo here. Since everyone else is doing Lego today, it seems uh, such a great building format. But yeah, we have the fun little board here for Circuit. Uh, Adafruit Clue or the micro bit that uh, just pops onto Lego when we connect things together. And yeah, it just seems like a fun thing to, to fill your time when stuck inside. And oh, Peter was nice enough today to write up a nice bit That's of right. documentation for this project as well with um, code and a nice diagram of how everything hooks together if anybody wants to, wants to make their own version. Uh, oh, and this board here that we're gonna release very shortly is 100% open source if anybody wants to make their own or make a, a remix of this. We're going to pop this up on GitHub very shortly. Uh, but yeah, one of the fun things we're working on. <laughs> All right. Thank well, thank you. you so much. And have a wonderful Circuit Python Day. A wonderful Circuit Python Day. And let us know as you develop more of these projects, especially, of course, if it has a clue. But even if it doesn't, let us know. And we'll get it up on the blog. Oh. Cool beans. We'll let you know. Thank you very much. All right. Okay. Thank you. Bye. All okay, right. Next up. Next up. Mark next. Skull. Hey, Dad, how's it going? <laughs> I, I hope you guys can actually hear me in this. Yeah, I got to speak up a little bit more. It's a little okay. later. Yeah. So I just decided Circuit Python Day, I'd take an old project, and I made this mask about three years ago for Halloween, which we're coming to, and thought I'd take technologies I've never used and see how quickly I can come up with something useful. 
So I never used any of the Bluetooth low energy. And I never used any of the MP3 player playing capabilities. So I thought, can I add in an afternoon the ability for the costume to actually speak like the character? So I took a, a Blue Fruit Express and an NRF uh, with it on it. And I will see if now pressing the button on here. I am unstoppable. <laughs> oh my God. All right. That worked. <laughs> and yeah, it took me two to three hours. I'd never used the blue, blue, uh, low energy blue tooth before. Never played any audio. And the only reason it's not actually in the mask is I didn't actually have an audio amplifier. So I just hooked it into the computer for now. All right. right. Yeah, oh, that's it's great. Just, it's so easy to use. And Excellent then, work, yeah. Mark. Um, yeah, that, I think that's what I was talking about before. There's a lot of projects that you wouldn't attempt in the past because it's like, oh, yeah, Bluetooth low energy and playing music. Well, that's a product line and it's a Kickstarter. Yeah, that's really hard. And it's going to be six to eight months. And how, you know, which Bluetooth chip? And like managing DMA channels and like let me, and let me go download this SDK that I need to sign an NDA for, all that stuff. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mark, and happy CircuitPython Day. Thanks for continuing to show really cool projects at Show and Tell. Yes, dude. All right, you're set for Halloween this year. You know what you're, you know what you're going as. And it's got a built-in mask, so. Yeah, there you go. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. All right, stay Take safe. Care. All right, stay next safe. up is Duke. Duke, hello, Duke. How are you? I'm pretty good, yourself. Good. What you got going on this week? So I got two things. Um, first off, um, good old uh, Adafruit app. Um, I actually took a couple of pieces uh, out of some old computers um, and built a uh, Bluetooth-controlled fan. Um, originally, um, I was trying to set this up to as a uh, solder uh, uh, fumes, uh, which. It will end up being as well. I have a few of these that I scrapped out of a bunch of computers. Um, yeah, but is since it's been a warm summer, uh, it's been cooling me at my desk. <laughs> nice. um, so I also have been working on a little um, bracket to go around it. Um, I call it my trash fan because it's literally made of everything out of the trash, um, except for the NRF52840 on it. <laughs> um, and then one other thing that I had um, is that I've actually been um, oh, wow. working with uh, one of my one of my passions is playing with uh, remote control cars. Well, um, so actually, um, so normally uh, this would be a radio that I use for racing RC cars, um, and it only supports uh, four channels. Well, this vehicle that I am um, building. Um, has uh, front and rear locking differentials, two-speed transmission, um, and then you have to be able to steer it as well as control the throttle, uh, which happens to be more than four channels. Um, so what I did is I took uh, uh, Itsy Bitsy uh, with the NRF um, chip on it, and I programmed it to take in the PWM signal from the fourth channel and then split it off to the two servos, um, and then um, the radio actually puts is split into five uh, five positions, and mm -hmm. so depending on which of those five positions that the radio is set in, um, it will change the servos. Let nice. me see if it still works. So um, yeah, so on this button here, pushing up and down changes. From which position? Oh, cool. Oh, and both of those are in Circuit Python. Yay. Wow! Yeah, this is we have like air, water, land, sea, mass, ocean, car. And uh, thank you, uh, Maker Melissa, for the help with the uh, PWM stuff. Um, it, it, it's really kind of interesting. Is there's a lot of stuff for sending PWM signals, but not a lot for interpreting them yeah it's a rare thing usually my controllers don't read in pwm it's a rare 
it's it's just not something that's often done and so you'll you don't see a lot of support for it yeah <laughs> all right well you did a great job nice work dude. all right thank you so much duke thank you and happy circuit python day and happy hacking and driving with this uh significant upgrade that you're able to do with the with your rc truck <laughs> thank you all right. Okay. And uh, Colin, do you want to play us out for Circuit Python Day? I knew I saw you hanging out down there. I assume you might want to. You're you're muted, but you could potentially play us out with the song. This is Colin Charades. I think I surprised him. So you're still on mute, Colin. You might not know that. Right. There may be a reason for that. But uh, <laughs> if you consider this music. Unfortunately, my DAW has a mind of its own right now, but, uh... Yeah. You don't hear anything. You can get down with that sort of drone vibe. Then then I give you that. Good enough. <laughs> the doing, doing trailer soundtrack. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Colin. All right, that's our Circuit Python edition. Show and tell. You know, we didn't know everybody was going to show Circuit Python projects, but we had a guess that there's enough Circuit Python activity going on every single week yeah. that um, a show and tell will probably just work out. So that's why we. Did a Circuit Python theme show until thank you everybody who stopped by and showed projects. We're here every single week. Uh, next week we'll be moving show and tell back to 7:30 p.m. Yep. So uh, mark your calendars. We'll update the images and more. But 7:30 every single week. Um, so it'll be half an hour show. And then ask an engineer as always is 8 p.m. Stay tuned. A couple of minutes from now. We'll be doing Ask an Engineer, special Circuit Python edition with the Circuit Python team. Yay! See you guys soon. Okay, bye everybody. Bye everybody. Happy Circuit Python Day.